Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. Appreciate you being here today. And today, as we do every Friday, right here in the studio is Philip Washington Jr. He is the host of Wealth Building Made Simple, a podcast that you can find on your favorite podcast player. And today, as we do every Friday, we talk about financial issues. Today, we are talking about the problem with using facts in investing. As we always do, let's dig deep into the brain of the financial philosopher. As always, on Fridays, right over there, right over my left shoulder, is Philip Washington Jr. Say hello to the audience. Buenos dias. <laughs> because it's National Hispanic Heritage Month. Is it really? Which started yesterday. Okay, that's all. I did that on purpose. Today we are talking about the problems with using facts in investing. And this uh, stems from your podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple, where you talked about this on your podcast earlier, earlier today. Those that, that follow the podcast here uh, know that we take the topic that you talk about earlier in the day and we, uh, we, we rehash that on, uh, on this podcast as well. The problem with using facts in investing. So can I start you with a fact? Yes, please. While, okay, so this is a monetary or financial fact. While consumers are suffering at the gas pump with 3 and $4 a gallon, Shell Oil posted an $18 billion profit in the three months of the second quarter, January, March, April, May, and June. Second quarter of 2022, $18 billion in profit. That's a fact. Now, what's the problem with using facts in investing? The, the man, you, just, you, you, you threw that out there and you just took me in a whole different direction. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question. Maybe we can come back to the shell thing. Okay. So, but the problem with the fact, the problem with using facts in investing is the, you know, the word facts mean like basically it's already done, like, right? What's, What's done is done, and so if a company made all that money, and you and you get that fact of Exxon today, well, go look up on a go look up on the chart. You're gonna see the stock has already run up, right? You know, so so you've so so you missed like the facts are out. You missed it, and facts are just like present circumstances. It. From an investment standpoint, in order to make money, you want to bet on the future, <laughs> you know. So, you know, making your investment decision with the foundation of the past is a terrible idea. I mean, that's how you end up like buying a taxi cab when Uber <laughs> is right behind you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's the major problem with, with using facts as a foundation is – it's already done. It's the past. And, and facts change. You know, I think on the podcast, too, I talked about, you know, what is what is uh, true about facts or a couple of different observations. A, the facts depend on uh, who's observing them. Right. So we got a war going on right now. Use that analogy. And p people are going to present the facts based on like, uh, you know, based on like. What country you know is looking at it, and even within countries, we all got different perspectives on the facts we perceive from the from the war. Even even the the ex the the, the quote unquote fact of Shell 
making their $18 billion profit, that fact meant different things to everybody. Like when you said it, it meant different things to me than it meant to other people based on on, on how they hear it. So Right, because this and and this being a consumer related yeah. uh, episode, I'm I'm throwing that out there for the consumers that hey, you, we're all hurting at the gas pump. Mm-hmm. While <laughs> Shell yep. is like, a, "Hey, this is a record profit for us." <laughs> yep, yep. So be yeah, it means different things. Mm-hmm. So you you talk about the 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 war and and different countries having different perspectives on on this war it um it it kind of reminds me there's a scene from uh the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail where where King Arthur uh meets up with the Black Knight mm. and you've got uh for instance then King Arthur would be Ukraine and the Black Knight would be Russia mm. and the Black Knight is about to take uh, you you cannot cross this bridge without uh defeating the black knight and uh so he wields his sword and uh he chops off the black knight's arm and he says oh it's just a flesh wound and uh he comes back and he chops off the other arm he goes come here let me kick you in the bum (laughs) and and eventually uh he's he's down to uh he's down to just a stump and um and the black knight is like uh get back here and fight and it, it it and it that whole scene Reminds me, it, it, is Russia winning the war? Um, doesn't appear to be. Well, and, and even even on the analogy, I bet if if we were here and we can interview Putin, he might say, "No, we're King Arthur, right?" Because the Black Knight to them is America, who carved up the USSR. It's all about perspective. Place. It's all about perspective, right? You know. In your podcast, you were talking about principles, and let's uh, let's just go and tee that up and and uh, t- uh, talk about principles. Yeah. So so a, a thing when you're investing is you know there's a, there's an analogy of a farmer who is teaching some new farmers how to farm, how to harvest a, 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 a pro, you know crop, and and the the farmers were like, well, hey, like look, what you know, we have the wheat growing, but you know. Well, you know, there's also with the wheat growing, like the shaft growing around it, right? And they're like, he's like, just don't worry about it. It's time for harvest. And then the harvest comes and and then he says, uh, all right, now separate the wheat from the shaft and take the shaft, the outer, you know, the outer part of it and just burn it up, put the wheat over here, right? Wheat symbolic terms is like what they used back in the day for making bread and bread was like the staple of what we needed to sustain, you know, life to eat. And so... Um, the, 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 the thing is you want to separate the principle from the fact, right? Because if, if you only, if you only see things as facts and you miss the principles, then you miss the opportunity from an investment standpoint. Let me give us a very specific example, right? If we can even go to the, go back to the oil thing and stay on the same thing, you know, so the, so the fact was, you know, energy prices went up, shell, shell made money, right? That's a, that's a, that's a present fact. But if you want to look at the principle, right, you want to look at the principle behind it and make a educated guess moving forward on, on, on what's going to happen. Then, then you go to, OK, we we know we know things change. We know economic situations change. Right. We know a principle is as as uh, harmony as there's more disharmony. Right. Meaning like as the world goes from being globally cooperative and doing business together and they 
They become less cooperative, right? In the past, the principle is when you have division, you have increased uh, increased inflation. Which think of inflation like world energy. And, and and let me let me show you something. Like if let's let's say you have a you have two business partners, right? Two friends. Yep. And they're in business together. If they're in harmony, the business runs better. Cost are low. There's more profits. When the friends are dis not in harmony, you have an increased cost of business, right? Because now they don't share perspective, which means they have to they have two different types of expenses that they have. There's no harmony. The profits drop, right? It happens in marriage too, right? And so the the principle of division is increased cost, less profitable um, disharmony. So you look at it and you say. Okay, now 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 I'm getting the idea of what's happening, right? The as the world becomes more conflict oriented, right? Then what what I what should I expect, right? The cost of things to rise. And there's other principles where when money's dying, you know, the we we price oil in dollars, right? But everything is relative to. So if so if the if the if the value of the dollar is going down, the price of oil goes up. Meaning, if people lose faith in the in the dollar for whatever reason, as a store of value, then oil prices go up. So, so, so the principle behind it, if you understand that, that allows you to say, "All right, five years from now, is Shell still going to be a good bet from an investment standpoint because of the principles behind the facts, not just the facts alone, because the, the facts are what they are today." Okay, so investing in Shell. After they've posted their eighteen billion dollar profit, was it's not a good investment because their their stock's already gone well, from, up. From from a standalone fact, if that's your only basis for making the investment, that's not a good foundation. But if but if you say, well, yeah, um, you know, I'm looking at the world and I have a relative estimation based on my understanding of principles and what's going on that you know that we're going through deglobalization yeah which means more higher costs over the next five years and people are going to trust paper money less which i tend to agree then you might say yeah shell made 18 billion dollar profit but that's nothing compared to what they're going to make over the next five to ten years because of the continued disharmony and lack of peace among economic participants across the world yeah and while you were making your 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 last point i i took out my phone and and looked up Shell stock and it was in June, which was part of that second quarter. June they posted their highest uh, their highest stock. It was like sixty two dollars a share, which sounds really cheap for me for a company that makes eighteen billion dollar profit. But sixty two dollars a share, which was the highest they had been in about two or three years, yeah. and. And so, yeah, it's jumping on the bandwagon after they've posted profits is is from what now I'm not the financial Phil Ossifer, uh, but I would assume jumping on the bandwagon after they've uh, after the point is 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 not good thinking. Not 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 good thinking again with with the caveat that. If if that's your only basis for making the investment is the headline news, then no. Which which the vast majority of people that don't understand the principles, that's exactly what they do. They just they buy it because of like they they get scared because of inflation numbers that are, <laughs> that are recorded in the past. Yeah. Or they buy a stock because it went up and or there's profits. I'm like that. Like that's like that's like eating the shaft. 
Like yeah. you're like you're like I'm gonna eat the shaft for nourishment. That's yep. the that's the external shell around the wheat. Right. right that's you the stuff eat the you throw wheat. away. Yeah. You want to eat the wheat, not the shaft. Has no nutrients in it. If if someone wanted to uh, to reach out to Philip Washington Jr. and 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 you know maybe ask about uh, what type of wheat they should plant or or if it's too late to invest in this or that. If someone had questions about the financial Phil Ossifer, how do they reach out to you? Two, two, two good places. Philip Washington Jr. is if you want my perspective on uh, investing in podcasting and building that. StonehillWealthManagement.com if you want to speak to me about uh, separating the wheat from the shaft from a uh, investment standpoint in the stock market or crypto market. That's right. You have uh, just launched on your your website uh, basically a, a podcast marketing group. Uh, yeah, a, co- a, a course on how to monetize a podcast, not how to put up one because we have a great local studio, uh, Podcast Mansfield Studio, shout out, that can help you set up and do all that stuff. <laughs> But this is about like how to monetize it specifically. Like, even if you like, if you, if you own a business, just a Mansfield business, a regular business, right? Learning how to sell stuff in a digital age is going to require a podcast. And the later you realize that, the more it's going to cost you, like inflation. All right. Don't get caught up on. Don't get caught by the tax. It's Philip Washington Jr. and we do this every Friday here on the podcast. Uh, Philip, let's do it again next week. I look forward to it. Thank you. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.